Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Beck UL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk about NFL sleepers, some busts, maybe some futures bets as well, is Paul Charchian from guillotineleagues.com and KFAN in Minnesota. Uh, my first chance to talk to you, so I'm uh, really excited to do this. So something that I've brought up a good bit over the last couple of weeks is using fantasy football data to help us with our betting. What's sort of your process as far as merging these two disciplines together? Um, I love doing future bets right now. Uh, and you can, the fantasy players I think are way, way, way ahead of a lot of the lines in the sports books. And if you start looking at, at uh, the aggregated average draft positions of players, you can, you can really find a lot of values that are being generated by the fantasy community that aren't yet reflected in lines, future bets, because those, those lines haven't moved in a significant way yet because most of the masses don't really wake up to football betting until training camp starts. So I think for, I think for savvy bettors, and a lot of them are also fantasy players, people are drafting thousands and thousands of best ball leagues already. You can go get some good data and apply that to – you know, whatever your preferred over-under is, passing yards, touchdowns, whatever, and you can get an advantage on the house. George, I, I think that's really interesting. Actually, I wanted to go there. Uh, ADPs, it doesn't mean you agree or disagree. Just what what is really notable? What What is standing out to you as far as some players that are going higher than you would have expected or ones that are sliding down boards? Yeah, and that's, that's a super broad question, so I'm going to give you a broad answer. It, the biggest change that's happened this year, and it's, it's, it's a seismic one in the fantasy community, is everybody's finally learned their lesson on running backs. And we are seeing running backs being drafted later than ever. You know, if we just rewind the clock like three or four years ago, most of the first round of fantasy drafts are running backs. And if you didn't take a running back in the first round, then for the love of God, you better take one in the second round because you can't go through life without a first or second round running back. But that, that mentality is largely changing now. And we're finally getting people that are realizing their most valuable picks are at the top of their draft. And the most dangerous position is the running back position. The guys that bust the most, get hurt the most, 
And so we are seeing a massive groundswell towards rushing quarterbacks that are now being taken in the first round, guys like Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. And we're seeing a massive groundswell for elite tight ends and wide receivers that are going earlier this year than any year before. Mm. Well, along those lines, which running backs, when you're looking at season-long props, are you looking to fade in? Who are you higher on for this upcoming season, Charge? I've placed yeah, Aaron, I've, I've played, nice to talk to you again. I've placed a couple of future bets <laughs> that uh, I want to get your thoughts on. First is Detroit running back Dave Montgomery is sitting at over five and a half rushing touchdowns. Now, I find this to be a tremendous value. I'm going over here. The Lions... Last year's NFL touchdown leader was Jamal Williams, who scored 17 times. All of them, virtually all of them, were from the strike. And needless to say, for Dan Campbell and offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, they proved that a goal line back can be incredibly effective in this Detroit offense with this great offensive line. So they let Jamal Williams go, and then for similar money, they signed David Montgomery, who's going to take that role. Jamar, uh, Jameer Gibbs is not built for goal line work. This is going to be David Montgomery's job to inherit that 17-touchdown role from Jamal Williams. And he's already scored in his career, three-year career. Dave Montgomery's already scored 19 times from inside the five-yard line. I mean, he's an effective goal line back. And I don't need him to go over five and a half rushing touchdowns when Jamal Williams scored 17 times last year. Okay. No, that's a, that's a fair one. I, I, I like that uh, approach. I like the methodology. And I, I think to me, when I'm looking at, say, running back touchdowns and things like that, I tend to look at how effective the overall offense is going to be. And yeah, goal line work matters. But if you have a lead and you're running the ball a little bit more in, say, the fourth quarter and you're trying to get those touchdowns to kind of salt games away, I think that's where you can get to an over as far as, uh, you know, season is concerned. And so, uh, especially when it comes to Montgomery, that one makes a whole lot of sense. Um, another futures bet that you talked about, Houston over six and a half wins. How'd you come up with that one? Uh, it's, this is, by the way, tied for, tied for the lowest win total in the league, Houston, just six and a half wins. So, um, you know, we're taking a little bit of just you know, sheer regression here, but it, it, despite having a woefully inept coaching staff last year that got released about four nanoseconds after winning in week 18, the Texans were a much improved <laughs> team in December. If you, if you can recall back to December where nobody was watching Houston, they nearly beat Dallas in December. They took Patrick Mahomes to overtime in December. Then they beat the Titans and then they beat the Colts and knocked themselves out of the first pick of the draft. So this was a sneaky, competent team through December last year. Houston was. So they rolled into this year. They've got a budding star in running back Damian Pierce, who's way better than almost anybody realizes. They've got the third easiest strength of schedule based on last year's win percentages. C.J. Stroud, huge improvement over the Davis Mills, Kyle Allen, Jeff Driscoll combo platter. They were rolling out a quarterback last year. And then they added elite, which should be elite rookie defensive end, Will Anderson, top of the draft. And maybe, but the best move for the Texans is they got the best offseason head coaching hire. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's is going to be awesome. He, he brings immense proven defensive ability to a team that desperately needs it. Texans in a, in a weak division are going to be primed to go over that six and a half win total. Uh, Charge, I'll admit I am very worried about taking running back overs, obviously due to the injury risk. Uh, but you've got me intrigued here. There's a running back that it appears that uh, you're all in on and you're taking them with some value 
uh, for rushing leader. And, and I think I understand why it, it appears to be a volume play. Uh, why don't you explain to the audience what you're thinking there? Yep, we're talking about Ramondre Stevenson, the running back from New England. I like him two different ways here. The, the easy play is over six and a half rushing touchdowns. I mean, critical to this conversation, know that Damian Harris is gone and was replaced by nobody. So Ramondre Stevenson is getting all the work. Unless Dalvin Cook ends up there or somebody else ends up there, this is potentially a situation in which Stevenson could lead the league in carries. And he's the best player in the Patriots offense. I mean, they're heavily limited at quarterback. So Bill Belichick's going to run Stevenson constantly. Now, we've got a new offensive coordinator in New England. It's Bill O'Brien. So I looked up some of Bill O'Brien's running back usage when he was the head coach and effectively the offensive coordinator in Houston. Here's his rushing percentages across compared to the rest of the league from his time as head coach. From 2014 to 2019, Bill O'Brien ran the most plays, the most rushing plays. Then he was 12th with Alfred Blue because they had injuries to uh, uh, Adrian Foster. Um, and then uh, Arian Foster. Then they had went 7th, 14th, 8th, and 11th. This is when Bill O'Brien is, he is a run-first coach, and he's going to run the ball contract year for Stevenson. And by the way, Ramondre Stevenson is really, really good. Last year ran for over 1,000 yards. 800 of which were after contact. He finished fifth in yards per carry, ninth in rushing yards over expectation. He's the undisputed goal line back. In his nine NFL starts, he's scored touchdowns in five of the nine games. Over six and a half touchdowns feels like a great opportunity for Ramondre Stevenson. And if you want a bigger payout, you want a little extra something on the line, if you like this angle, consider NFL rushing leader Ramondre Stevenson at plus 2,000. I love your enthusiasm here. So yesterday I was making the case for Mac Jones under on his passing total. And it's a bit correlated because I do think Ramondre Stevenson will be running the ball a lot. So maybe I need to tail you here. I do have some questions though about uh commander's player. One Sam Howell. Are we sure he's going to be the guy? Cause I see you have him as a deep sleeper and I've got some questions. Cause I just don't know how good he's going to be. Maybe even Jacoby Brissett comes in at some point here in Washington charge. Yeah, it is possible. Jacoby Brissett comes in at some point. Uh, I, I went back and, and watched that full game that they gave Sam Howell in week 18. And I was fully, I want just to, just Aaron, I went in thinking, you know, if he was any good, he would have played before week 18. But man, that week 18 game was pretty, pretty good. And I learned a lot about Sam Howell. And it's, it's given me reason to think that this kid is a, is a really nice dart throw, particularly in fantasy leagues where he's going undrafted in many fantasy leagues. First of all, mm -hmm. if you don't know much about Sam Howell, he is a rushing quarterback. Now, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Josh Allen. But he's on the next tier down. And in that Week 18 game, they gave him designed runs. And I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Howell finishes with five, six rushing touchdowns, 20, 30 rushing yards a game. And really, that, that correlates into something in the neighborhood of like eight, three fantasy points just with his legs every game. So you're going to get a lot of bootlegs. You're going to get rolling pockets. But the other thing I like about Sam Howell, dude's got an arm. And they, they had him heaving deep passes, and he was throwing accurately, too. Um, I liked what I saw here. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett's the safe option, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jacoby Brissett at some point gets in this season. But at the end of the day, Jacoby Brissett's not going to get the commanders you know, into the playoffs, into a championship position. That's, I think at some point they're going to go back to Sam Howell, see what they got, and in a 
from a fantasy standpoint, he checks all the boxes for what we're looking for with quarterbacks with upside. We're looking for guys that can throw long passes and run the ball because that is a killer combination in fantasy. Uh, I've got to ask you about your Vikings uh, charge. So, sorry, Ed, I jumped, I jumped you there. <laughs> go, yeah, go it's fine. It's fine. No, no biggie. No, go ahead. Everyone does it. Go ahead. Uh, let's talk about my Saints here because uh, certainly Chris Olave got a lot of respect uh, as far as sort of the deep threat at wide receiver, but you believe that Rashid Shahid is someone we should take seriously and could be one of the big reasons why the Saints offense clicks. How come? Yeah, and uh, when I was talking to uh, Paul, producer Paul, and we were setting this up, I'm like, how deep as sleepers can we talk about? And Paul's like, bring it on. Let's give a bunch of people nobody even knows who they are. So we're breaking down yes. Rashid Shahid, wide receiver 75 in fantasy drafts, overall pick 166. That's it. So, he, now, to know his story, it's, it's pretty fascinating. Undrafted from Weber State. Didn't play in the NFL. He was a rookie last year. Didn't play in the NFL until week seven. And then promptly scored a 44-yard rushing touchdown. And then later in the season, a 53-yard receiving touchdown. And over the last five games of the same season, Rashid Shahid was the starting receiver, undrafted. He averaged four catches for 65 yards. That's tremendous production from a, from a rookie receiver. He caught 82% of his passes, and he's a speedster. Very healthy A dot. That's the average depth of target of 11 and a half yards per pass. He finished 30th across all NFL receivers in yards after the catch at six and a half. So I, I like this kid, Rashid Jaheed. He's a burner. He showed up out of nowhere last year, and he was very good down the stretch. And he is going to flat out beat out the undead corpse of Michael Thomas, and he's going to be the team's starting receiver week one for the Saints. Rashid Shahid. All right, I like it. Uh, let's talk about your Vikings. So, the takeaway that most betters have is oh, you got to fade the Vikings next year. 13 4 regular season, negative point differential. Everybody talked about it all year. Oh, this is the luckiest team ever, luckiest team ever. But I will say that uh, a lot of the moves that the front office has made, I think, are very smart. I do like a lot of them. So I'm wondering as a better, if people are going to go too far, just, well, I decided I'm fading the Vikings. So I've got to fade the Vikings. Where are you on, on Minnesota and their expectations this year? I'd fade the Vikings. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, uh, you know, you know, okay. For all the, all the reasons you mentioned are totally valid. Uh, but here's what I, here's mm -hmm. what you need to understand about the Vikings. If you're not following this roster closely, and I don't blame you. Here's what you need to know. All of the offseason moves, even going back to last year and now especially this year, are really built for this team to be a very different animal in a year or two. Kirk Cousins is on the last year of his deal. He's not expected to be re-signed here. They're expected to go into what, what should be a deep quarterback draft next year and go get a rookie. There's, it's hard to find a starting player that's over the age of 27 on this roster anymore. They're quietly doing a rebuild, and that has meant letting go of some good veteran players who could have helped this team this year, but they ain't playing to win this year. They're really playing for the reboot. It's an unspoken rebuild in Minnesota happening right now and it revolves around the quarterback position. They're not going to continue making Kirk Cousins 18% of their salary cap. They're going to go to the draft, and they're going to reboot, and they're going to try to get lucky in next year's draft, and they're really playing for 2024, 2025. This young roster is really being oriented towards that. And while I'm not suggesting players aren't going to try to win, they're going to go on the field and try to win, 
But I don't think organizationally this team is, is put in all of their chips to make a push for the playoffs in a Super Bowl in 2023. Mm. We're almost out of time, about 30 seconds, Charge. Anyone else that we left off the list that you want to get to? Yeah, how about a guy to avoid? Can I give you one of those? Please. How yes. about Tra- Travis Etienne, running back 14 overall right now. You're paying a premium fri- price for a player with a lot of limitations. Not a goal line guy, won't get score a lot of touchdowns. Little used in the passing game last year, averaging two catches per game. They add in Calvin Ridley to siphon off more catches. They added a new tight end, Cole Strange, to siphon off more catches. And they drafted Tank Bigsby, who I like a lot, and it's going to be a way bigger part of this rotation than people realize. And Tank Bigsby, rookie running back, is going to be the goal line guy. Travis Etienne is my biggest fade in fantasy football. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much. Paul Charchin from guillotineleagues.com and Cafe in Minnesota. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the moment we've all been waiting for, our draft of 90s television characters right here on the BetQL Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.